Yeah, okay. So here's what we want to do. I want to explain the structure of the Shemitah Prakim, specifically the first five Prakim. Give a little overview over here. You can learn the Shemitah Prakim 10 times, and if you don't think about what he's, um, like what the superstructure is, what's he putting together, what's he trying to do, then you miss um, you miss his main point. And I'm saying that's really autobiographical because I haven't realized how much the Ramam is saying till I, even though I learned the Shemitah Prakim numerous times, till I actually put it together and really understood the force of what he's aiming at in the first five Prakim. So let me give you a, a, a short overview of the first five Prakim. Hopefully you're familiar with it. Paragalif we, we've seen, where he talks about the fact that the soul has various faculties, but he insists at the end of the parak that ultimately the final form, the ultimate form of the nefesh is intellect. Okay, that's Parag Aleph. Parag Beis, he talks about, here Shilat has these nice um, titles. Um, so he says, what can, which aspects of the soul can have virtues or uh, defects or deficiencies? So which parts of the soul we have to think about perfecting and which parts are just are what they are and we can't really do anything about it. And then Paragimol is the Cholayeha Nefesh. You see here the um, the various things that can go wrong with your soul. And Paragdalid is Mufuas Cholayeha Nefesh, how to heal yourself or someone else, meaning really how to help someone on the path of, of perfecting his soul. And then we get to Parag Hay. Parag Hay is about using all the faculties of the soul for one end. Okay, so those are the five problems. Parag Aleph defines the soul and gives us a little bit of a tour of what comprises the soul. Parag Bez tells us which parts of the soul can have virtues or defects. Parag Gimel tells us what the illnesses of the soul can be. Parag Dala tells us what to do about that. And Parag Hay then says, use all your soul for one end. So, and what's that one end? Let's read the beginning of Parag Hay. Royal Adam so he starts it by saying you should um, you should control or direct all the faculties of your soul according to reason. That's how he starts off. And then the next line he says, well, let's read that inside. You should act according to reason to control yourself in line with reason. As we said in the previous chapter. So Oh, you should control everything, you should direct everything according to reason, and you should put make everything the end of everything that you do. There should only be one end, which is to know Hashem. So right away you see maybe a little bit of a tension, because he starts off saying you should act according to reason. And then he says that everything you do should have one end, which is to know Hashem. Apparently those two are identical, which is what I'm going to explain to you today. Um, to know Hashem, i.e., okay. Fine. Nothing that you do should be for anything besides for this end. So now why is everything building up to here? Everything in the last four Prakim is building up to this, 
to this parak, which ends um, lauding the divine wisdom, the divine inspiration necessary for this great statement of Chazal in Pesachus Shemayim. And and that's what the Ramam is marich in this parak parak. Hey, teaches you how everything you do, everything a person does, has the end of knowing Hashem. And this is directing all the faculties of the soul to one uh, according to one one goal, and all the faculties of the soul are controlled by reason. So how does this develop in the first five four prakim? Because he starts off in parak Alpha and says. Man is unified. So first of all, you should know that when you're thinking about yourself, don't think about of yourself as disparate things, as a few different things. Rather, you are one thing. And that one thing ultimately is wisdom or reason, as we discussed at length last week. We spoke a lot about that. And then, okay, so that's what you are. So you want to know what's a human being? A human being is reason. Now, from that, we could immediately really jump to Parakei and say, well, if a human being is reason, that's where you are, then that's all you should be doing. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else is not perfecting yourself. Everything else, everything else that you might be doing is not realizing yourself. And that's the truth. That's the point I want to get. That's the point I want to explain today. Um, happens to be the intermediate chapters are necessary because if you're going to use all your faculties for reason, if you're going to subjugate everything about you to this greater goal, this greater identity, which is Das, then you have to know, well, what are those other faculties? How do they participate in reason and how might they, might they not participate in reason? And what can I do with them? So these intermediate chapters, two, three, and five, are sort of, two, three, and four are there in order to take us from one to five. So five follows from one. Since in chapter one, he says, man is mind, man is reason, is intellect, follows from that, that everything that a person does should be um, for the purpose of developing that perfecting that because that's what a human being is and that's what we're going to see in parakeh that you see right up here in the beginning the first opening lines of parakeh the Ram says two different things he says you should do everything according to reason and he says you should do everything to know hashem in parakeh we're going to see that Ram makes it very clear that the knowledge of hashem which is the final goal of a human being is ultimately simply the human being developing himself as a human being perfecting yourself as a human being and here's why very simply why because since Hashem is the ultimate explanation or the ultimate reason for things, so if you start and you say, look at Parak Aleph in Shemite Prakim. Parak Aleph says that what you are is intellect. Okay, if you accept that, that that's your essence, that's your definition, then it follows from that that you want to make sure to perfect your intellect, your understanding. As the Ramam says in the end of Parakala, that a person who doesn't perfect his intellect is as if he's for naught, because he's missing he's missing the um, actualization of being a human being. Okay, so you want to be human. You want to perfect your intellect. Now, perfecting your intellect means what? We learned in Parak, and also in Parakala, knowing those things that are unchanging, knowing the laws of things, knowing the reason for things, the explanation, why things are the way they are. And since the ultimate why is Hashem, he is the ultimate reason. So therefore, in order for a person to be an ultimate human being, which is an ultimate uh, thinking, ultimate intellect, you have to know the ultimate reason. 
And that's what we're going to see in Parakei, that the Rambam, when he talks about doing everything the Shem Shemayim, it's very not about, very much not about, it's very much not about serving Hashem, like doing Hashem a favor, but it's rather about perfecting yourself. In other words, to put it in a very stark way, let's say, um, let's say there wouldn't be a God. So the Rambam would say, okay, so perfecting yourself knows, means to know everything but for God. But since there is a God, and he's the, he's the ultimate explanation, so therefore, if a human being would say, look, I'm a human being, I want, to, I want to become an ultimate, I want to become everything that a human being is supposed to be. And you say, well, let's think about what is a human being. I mean, understand a human being is a thinker, is a, reason, is a reasoner, is someone who, who figures out reasons for things. And everything else about the human being is, is, is not so interesting. It's just serving that. So that means the person should use every part of him to serve his ability to be reasonable, to understand. Okay, so let's get to the end of understanding. What is the end of understanding? Now the Rambam says, well, the end of understanding is Hashem. Because Hashem, if you really think deeply and you try to understand things and explain things, the ultimate explanation is Hashem. So this is not a religious, Parakeh is sort of not a religious, so quote-unquote, quote not a religious exercise. It's actually a very selfish exercise, which is to make yourself into a full human being. And Hashem is the, is the explanation of that. So you see where I'm going now. At the beginning of Parakeh, he says you should control yourself according to Das, reason. And he says, what does it mean to control yourself according to reason? That the end of everything you do is Asagas Hashem. Why is that reasonable? So someone might read this and say, well, you know what? Look, a person's supposed to be reasonable. And since Hasagas Hashem is so important, it's reasonable to do everything, to sacrifice everything else for that goal. But that is not what the Ramam is saying. The Ramam is saying is that you should become the most reasonable you can because that's what it means to be a human. And um, and the most reasonable, the greatest reason, capital R, is Hashem. That is that is the ultimate reason. That is the ultimate understanding of things. Okay? If there's questions, we'll do uh, the hands. I think we'll be a cement for questions. Otherwise, we'll keep going. So the Ram doesn't parakeh, Okay, so everyone should stop thinking about Hashem as this thing that we um, worship and um, that has wills that we have to obey. Someone does not think of that at all. We'll see very clearly in this parak. It's really about Hashem as as this idea, as a, as a reason, as an explanation, which is the ultimate in in explanation of everything. And therefore, if we are, as our assists, we are <clears throat> reasonable things. That and not just that we are reason. Because that's our that's our definition. Remember, that is what defines us. That's what makes us what we are. Then we have to reach the ultimate in reason, the ultimate in thought, and the ultimate in thought is this idea that we call Hashem. So now, when the Ramam in Parakei is marich beautifully about how everything you can do brings you to Das Hashem. So I want you to think about this parak as. Not merely the Rambam is giving us a wonderful training, like he talks about this in the Chazdeus as well. He says, you know, you could eat so that you're healthy. And sometimes it's good to listen to music if you need it because you're depressed. Um, so that <clears throat> the purpose of all that is so that you should be able to think. She should be able to be masing Hashem, what is possible to know. So it's beautiful, beautiful instruction, wonderful instruction for how to guide your life. And how and even person has children, his purpose is so that they should know Hashem. And when you speak, there's a purpose in all your speech, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
But I think you have to understand this parak that the Ramam is not merely giving us sage advice, although it's a lot of that. But it's more about the Ramam is basically taking us through the design of the human being. He's saying now that we learned that the whole human being is one and the whole essence of the human being is knowledge, is reason. So now I want you to say, now you have to look at the human being and you have to ask yourself a question. What is the design of the human being? Meaning to say, why does the human being have an urge to eat? Ah, because eating is necessary for him to be healthy so that he can attain knowledge. Why does he have this urge? Why does he have that urge? So it's not only, the Ramam is not merely telling us how to live, but he's also, it's a culmination of the previous chapters where he's telling us here, let's think about a human being and his perfection. And then let's realize that everything about the human being is there as subsumed as a part and, and serves as perfection. And here's how. So Kol Masiv Yudushim Shemayim is not just good advice, but it's actually necessary as a concept to justify this idea that really everything about the human is a, uh, a human being is a reasoning machine. The human being is a reasoning machine. You have to explain how every aspect of being human, such as desire, such as happiness, such as music, whatever, is there to serve um, this essence. So that's what I'm doing in this parak, not merely telling, giving us good advice. Okay, so if you look at parak K, so... The, the punchline of Parakei, the Ramam says, is Kol He's really excited about this. Over here, he says that this statement, Kol had to have been undoubtedly was said with divine aid, which is just so interesting, as um, Rabbi Huda Kielsen pointed out. It's not obvious why, why this is such a wondrous statement. Ramam says that philosophers wrote books about this in Chazal, we're able to contain this all this idea in one statement. What's the big deal? Okay. But it's it's interesting. Why do I'm so excited about it? I don't know. But so let's talk about this. So so the punchline of this parak is do everything the Shem Shemaim. And if you would ask before we learn the Rambam deeply, most people, if you'd ask them why should you do everything the Shem Shemaim, so they would say, Well, very simple, because there's nothing more important doing Hashem's will, and we should listen to him, and so on and so forth. But the Ramam doesn't say that. He says, in, as I said, he actually says something very different than that, and that's because the Ramam teaches us that, um, let's say, he teaches us in the Merin of Uchim that Hashem doesn't have desires, Hashem doesn't have wills, Hashem doesn't need anything. So the only thing reasonable, the only, the only thing that makes sense is to talk about what does it take for a person to develop himself, to truly be a full human being. And that's, in fact, what the Ramam stresses. In this parak, what the Ramam does is he takes this very, quote-unquote, from statement, let's say, and he explains that we should do this for ourselves. And, that that's, and that's why. The reason why should be the Shemayim is because that makes you into a human being. So, for example, let's say there's a few places in the parak where he says this. He says if a person eats what he what he wants to eat because um, it's tasty and maybe unhealthy, then he's equal to an animal, and he's not acting as a human. It's not a human activity. At, coming from being by virtue of being a human, 
it's a human activity by virtue of the fact that he's an animal. Okay, this takes us back to Paragalif, that a human being might remain an animal if he doesn't perfect himself and um, become, become an intellect. So the problem with the problem with not eating the Shemayim in the Rambam's world is that you're not being human. And you have to think about this. It's good to really understand this. This is like very important to the Rambam. That um, reason is this, is this amazing thing. It's a godly thing. We'll see. It's a very godly thing in the Rambam's world. And um, we can share, we can participate in reason. to makes us Selim Alekim. What makes us to be in the image of God is that we have reason, as we will see that a little later today. And um, that's what makes us a human being. In other words, that's what makes us what we are, as we learned in Paragala. While if we ignore reason and we act based on our base instincts, then we are not acting according to that, to das, to reason. See over here he says, Vizehu hadas. This is what may, this is an action according to reason. If a person takes eats only healthy food, and that's what makes him different than other animals. If a person's boil whenever he wants, without considering the harm and the benefit, so he's acting as an animal, not as a human. So the Ramah's argument, why should a person do everything he does L'shem Shemayim, is, is simply because he wants you to, to be human. To be human. So the whole challenge, essentially the whole challenge of Olav Oedis Hashem, let's say, Ramam lays it out there in Parak Aleph. In the first chapter of the Shemitah Parakam, where he tells us that to be a human being, you have to be intelligent and act reasonably. Everything follows from that. The whole challenge of, of what is a human being supposed to dedicate himself to and, and whether he will or will not achieve perfection is laid out there in Parak Aleph, where he says, you are one thing and that one thing is reason. And from that follows all of it is Hashem. And Kol HaSechi with Hashem Shemayi means Okay, you want to be reasonable? I'll tell you where reason is going to get you. Reason eventually will take you to knowledge of Hashem, because that is the ultimate in understanding. Hashem, Hashem is the ultimate reason, the ultimate in under, and understanding Hashem is the ultimate in understanding everything. And therefore, you are indeed so designed so that you can do whatever it takes to, to reach that. And that's what Komasechi Yudashim Shemaim. So Komasechi Yudashim Shemaim is the culmination of the explication of the nature of a human. It's not It's not starting from Hashem and saying, look, wow, we discovered Hashem and he wants things from us and we have such a privilege to serve him. Going to the Rambam, it's, um, we discovered Hashem. In other words, we, have, we perfected our intellects and perfected our reason by knowing the ultimate reason. And if you're, if you're going to be a human being, a smart human being, instead of, uh, wasting away your your potential, this is what you're going to seek: is this this um, breadth and this depth of knowledge, which culminates in 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 Das Hashem. Uh, that's a question there, Moshe Mordechai. Go ahead. Make sure to unmute yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just making sure the Komasachal change mind isn't a level where any where your average person is at. It sounds like it's a level to uh, to attain. I mean, most people would just say means you should have kavana that it's for that's for for Hashem's rats and as you were saying for I'm eating to be able to to serve Hashem but you're saying that it's not even there it's 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 the it's when you live a life of reason then you eventually get there then so, you eventually get weird 
to Komasech to a level where you could possibly attain the Komasech Yilushem Shemayim. I think that's correct. I think your, character, your characterization is correct. If you look over here, he says, know that this level is a very high level and only very few people can reach it and it takes a lot of training. And I think you're, you're, you're making a very good point that um, that's not merely because it's a challenge to constantly be thinking of a loftier purpose, um, but rather because this is a, a culmination of developing yourself and your reason. And, and it's also, you see what happens with reason is an interesting thing that the more a person is reasonable, the more he becomes overpowered with reason and the more he falls in love with reason in certain ways and he really follows reason. So yeah, I think, I think that's why it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a training. It's not something a person could just switch on. I think, is that, was that your point essentially? Yeah, that's very correct. So that's the stress in Perikhei. Um, again, to say it, to sum it up in short, <laughs> the proper activity of a human being, which would be to be a human being, if you remember, we discussed the paragraph just parenthetically, the proper activity of every being is to actualize its being. So a lion is supposed to be a lion and a rabbit is supposed to be a rabbit. And a human being is supposed to be a human being. So what is it to be a human being? Well, a human being is a knower or a reasoner or an explicator, as I said last week, which means to know what there is to know. And you know what Hashem is? Hashem is the ultimate in what there is to know. Okay, I want to briefly just comment on something that might sound a little strange. This takes a lot, some background of the Mernavuchim. I don't want to go into it. I just want to point out here in this further in this paragraph that we just looked at where he says it's a very high level and it takes a lot of training to reach there. Then he says, if you have someone like this, I don't think he's less than the prophets. This is something we spoke about in the first couple of Shurim, you know, that what exactly means that a person is, is almost a prophet. But here he says the following. He says, what I mean to say is someone who directs all the faculties of his soul and makes their goal Hashem. So now he, he says something a little different. He says, the goal of your actions is Hashem. Um, now, what does it mean your goal of your actions is Hashem? Or Originally, he was saying your goal of your actions is the knowledge of Hashem. But um, what we're going to see soon is that I, there's two points here, I think. Number one, Hashem is the ultimate purpose. Raman says the Mernabuchim, and this is an obscure idea. There is no purpose to anything but for Hashem himself. Okay? And number two, and this we're going to explore further, is that when a person becomes wise and reasonable and intelligent, he, in a certain sense, um, connects with Hashem, becomes godly. So when a person directs all his faculties... By reason, he is making the goal Hashem. Why? Because Hashem, who is the ultimate tachlis of everything, Hashem is the goal of his action. Because by becoming reasonable, he becomes divine. Okay? So let's, let's hang on to this point, that a person himself becomes godly by being reasonable. This is what I want to explain. Uh, this is what I'm going to move on to now, about this idea that a person becomes godly. And about this point about a person becoming godly, see how he says over here, um, this is further in Parak Prakim. He quotes Chazal that say, you should know Hashem in all your actions. What does it mean to know Hashem? Says the Rambam, that's, that's a Pasuk. And Chazal says, we won't go into that now. The Rambam says, you know what it means to know Hashem? 
What does it mean to know Hashem? It means that the goal of your action should be directed towards the truth. So here the Ramam talks about, you know what it means to know Hashem? It means to know the truth or to direct something towards the truth. Now, this is a, a different angle because we're talking about Hashem, knowing Hashem. And knowing Hashem, he says, means to direct something towards the truth. But the reason for that is because the Ramam says in the Chuvah, Ramam says in the Chuvah that Avoid al-Lishma, very much related to this parak, that serving Hashem Lishma is to do the truth because it's true. Famous expression of the Rambam, Oisa Ha'emes, Lefeshu Emes. That's what it means to serve Hashem Lishma. Um, to do the MS at Peshu MS. That is the highest avoider. That's avoider Lishma. Why is that the case? What does truth come into anything? Because as we've been discussing, and here you see the Ramam equates truth with knowing Hashem. And that's because of what we've been discussing, that Hashem is another way of saying the ultimate in explanations. And it turns out the ultimate explanation of everything is is something that must exist and is one and incorporeal, as the Ramam teaches us about Hashem. But the essence of Hashem is that He's the ultimate truth. The important thing about Hashem for us, in terms of how we're supposed to develop ourselves, is that He is the ultimate truth. And therefore, if we're going to develop our faculty of reason, which is to say, our association with truth, then everything we do should be directed towards the truth. That's synonymous with saying directed towards Hashem. See, here the Ram says, what does it mean to know Hashem in all your ways? To direct everything you do towards the truth. Now, I will say this, the Arabic word over here for truth can, is al is alchak, whatever, which means truth in Arabic, but that's also used to mean Hashem. Hashem is sometimes called the true one. I think Sheila probably points this out. Right. He says, you could translate this as Hashem, because in Arabic, the word the true is one of the words used for Hashem. So when the Rambam says, know Hashem in everything you do, i.e., every action you take, the purpose should be towards the truth, or it might be it might be supposed to translate it the true with a capital T, and it's a word he's using for Hashem, the true one. But that doesn't take away from the meaning, because why is the Rambam using the word, why is Hashem over here calling Hashem the true one? Because the whole thrust of this chapter is that saying that you're serving Hashem and saying that the purpose of everything is serving Hashem is identical with saying I do everything because it's reasonable. Because Hashem is the ultimate being, the ultimate reason, um, the ultimate truth. Okay? Now what we're going to do is, I'm going to move on, we're going to stop this share, and I want to share with you the, I'm going to switch to some uh, other screens for the Mernabuchim because what we're going to understand now hold on we're going to understand now some very deep ideas which um, probably can't be understood certainly not on one foot not so easy to understand them on two feet either 
So what we'll do is we'll just take a, a little bit of a, a whirlwind tour over here without going too much into the idea. But what I want to show you is like this. I asserted earlier that the Rambam says in Parakei that by doing everything we do, we make Hashem our goal. And I said, what does it mean we make Hashem our goal? Because the human being becomes divine. So I said, the human being himself becomes godly. So I want to explain to you what that means. In other words, what I'm asserting is like this. There's a certain, there's a certain definition of Hashem as being intellect, which is um, there in the Mar Nebuchim in numerous places. Okay? That Hashem is intellect. That's what Hashem is. Rabban basically says that explicitly. I'll show you one place. But and then follows from that significantly is that when we become intelligent, we are uniting with Hashem. So we can use these words like saying divine. We can say um, there's a certain unity we have with Hashem. And I'm going to question one last time that all these things have to be understood well. So I won't, I won't, I, I can't explain them fully now. Um, and, I, and I won't even partially, but whatever, maybe some haskalah to this idea that, and you see how this ties into everything we've been discussing till now, that a person is his seichel, that's what I'm saying, the parakala. And the ultimate in seichel is knowledge of Hashem. And um, that's the goal. Hashem himself is the goal. And what I'm going to show you now is that that makes the human being himself um, godly. Okay? Which, and why? How does it make the human being godly? Because Hashem is Seichel. That's what Hashem is. At least, at the minimum, we'll show you a paragraph where the says the connection between a person and Hashem is Seichel. But also alluding to this idea that Hashem is Seichel. That's what he is. He is intellect. He's the ultimate reason. The more you approach the ultimate reason, the more you are perfecting yourself, and the more you're making yourself similar to Hashem, which is a major, major avoid of Allah we're supposed to emulate Hashem. And we emulate Hashem, we become united with Him through perfecting our seichel, and how is that unite with Him? Because He is the ultimate reason, and therefore knowledge of Him, knowledge of Him, which makes us more reasonable, makes us more divine. Does that make sense roughly? Well, I ask for the bear. Okay. So I want to answer Shemar Mekayimus because, like I said, it's such a deep idea, and the Rambam did an excellent job at hiding it, which he he insists that he must do in the Marnevuchim. By the way, the screen you're looking at is a parallel Hebrew and uh, Arabic Marnevuchim. The reason why I'm using this one is because it's a lot easier to read, and the translation's easier as well. This is the most recent translation done by the Mifal Mishatayra. It's an excellent job if you want to simplify the Marnevuchim which is not necessarily a good thing to do. But if you want it easiest read and breaks it down, and, and in the print edition, they also have explanations. This is very highly recommended. So here the Rambam is like this. He talks about um, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, So he says, people thought that Sela means a shape. So they, so they thought, okay, when it says we'll make a man in the shape of God, that means Hashem has a shape. So that made them believe that Hashem has a body. But that's not true. So what does the word Selim mean? Selim, says the Ramah, means the natural form. I.e. that which makes something what it is. 
and its true essence. So what makes a human being what he is? We know that, right? That's the intellect. We learned that in Shemana Prak and Parakal. The Ram says the same thing in the Myra. What does it make, what is it about a human that makes him what he is? That's his ability to attain um, human attainment, which is thought. And due to that attainment, he's a B'Tselem Alekim. So the word Selim does not mean shape. God has no shape. It means form, the Greek word form. The Greek form means tsura. We call that in, in Middle Hebrew, that's called the tsura. Um, and the tsura means, the form of the thing means that which makes it what it is. And what makes a human being what he is, is his intellect. And that's what the Pasuk Tzalem Alekim means. Now, if you if you put that all together, what the Ram is saying is, what makes a human being what a human being is, is the same thing as what makes Hashem what Hashem is. So he seems to be saying, almost explicitly, that if you want to know what's the essence of Hashem, the answer is intellect. Now, a reminder, we cannot understand Hashem. Well, why can't we understand Hashem? If Hashem is intellect, why is it so difficult to understand Hashem? That's something we're not going to talk about today. But the Ramavir indicates that the essence of what makes a human being a human is the same thing that is the same essence that makes Hashem Elohim, and that is intellect. And that brings us back to what I was saying before in the Shemana Prakim, that the ultimate in humanness is knowing God, because God is the ultimate idea. That's what he is. He is thought. He is intellect. In this chapter, the Rambam says, you know how common, how well known the statement that the philosopher said about God, which is that he is the seichel, the maskel, and the muskel. Hashem is the intellect. He's the one that's doing the, the thought. And he's the thing that's being thought. So Hashem is a self-thinking thought. It means he's a thought that's aware of himself. And the one that's doing the thought and the thing that's being thought about and the thought in Hashem are one. Okay, this is a, a very important idea. We're not going to go into this. The Ramam actually references this in Yisodetar as well. That um, Hashem's thought, Hashem is a, is a, Hashem is a thought that thinks itself. So if there's any parak where the Ramam actually defines Hashem, it's this one. Um, where he says Hashem is a thought. And again, like I said, I just it's Kedaida, it can't be said too much, but this is problematic because there are other places where the Rambam says Hashem cannot be defined. It's also problematic by the Mukubalim who get very upset by this idea that we can say what Hashem is. You know, we cannot say Hashem is, we can't even say that it's intellect. The morale is very upset about this and others. But the Rambam seems to say in Aleph Samaches, if you want to know what is God, is intellect. That's what he is. But is it cursed for a certain kind of intellect that it intelligizes itself? Okay? I'm only bringing this up to, 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 to support this reading of, of Shemana Prakim, that through perfecting your intellect, by knowing God, you become godly yourself. And, um, and the ultimate in being a human is to know Hashem. Because if you know Hashem, you are Hashem. That's why. Because since Hashem is a thought, then and you become what you think, so then you could become Hashem. The thing is, you can never know Hashem fully, as Ramam cautions us. 
can never know Hashem as he is. Why that's the case is for another time. Now let's read the beginning of, this is going to shock you, let's read the beginning of this is made famous by the Ramah in the first time on Shulchanar. The Ramah says, a person sitting and behavior when he's alone at home is not like his sitting and, and actions and movements and actions when he's in front of a great king. When you're at home among your family and friends, you don't, you, you talk freely uh, while you'll talk differently if you're in the presence of a king. So if someone chooses to be a perfect human and be a man of God, Ishel Kim, he should pay attention to the fact, he should take note of the fact that the great king that's hovering over him is greater than any human being, even David Shlomo. Now, please do not jump ahead. Who is this king? I want to, I want to take a survey here. Who is the king that Ram's talking about? Moshe Mordechai, you were selected to answer this question. Who is the king that hovers over the person constantly? Wrong answers first. Huh? Wrong answers first. <laughs> no, yeah, only wrong answers. <laughs> Hashem. Hashem. Says the Rambam, next line, that king, and of course the Rambam's leading us to think that, obviously. That's the whole point of here, and that's what the Rambam says. But the Rambam says that king that's um, Nilva, that's um, um, going along with us and connected to us is the intellect that flows over us, which is the connection between us and Hashem. So the Ramam deliberately leads us to thinking about Hashem, we're in the presence of a great king, and then he says, ah, you're in the presence of your intellect. So when you say, oh, I'm, I have to cover my head because I'm in the presence of Hashem, what are you in the presence of? You're in the presence of reason. And he says further in this paragraph, something very important, that just like we understand Hashem through that light, which is the intellect, so too he sees sees us through that very same light. So he's saying something interesting over here about the nature of why intellect is the conduit. Okay, which we have to some we have to think about that to understand this fully. But I want to just touch on this to show you that. Um, our hasaga of Hashem, which which is happens through the medium of the intellect, is what makes us in the presence of Hashem. I'm insisting on that. And being in the presence of Hashem is having a brain. Because intellect is not just a feature of humanity. Intellect is the means by which we know Hashem. And it's also the means through which he sees us. Okay? What does that mean? And, and through that, he's with us constantly. All these things... And through that, there's Ashkacha. All these things have to be understood fully. But I'm just bringing out this idea that um, to perfect the intellect is to be in the presence of Hashem. Now, one word about the Ramah. Okay, so how does the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch, just Agav, once we're on this, how does the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch say that um, he, he, he places a word over here? He says, okay, you know, so you should recognize you're in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why did he do that? Now, it's not untrue. But it's 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 simplifying matters, right? The Rambam makes it very clear that the, the intellect is the means by which we're in the presence of Akash Baruch Hu because the, our intellect is the same thing that he's using to know us, okay? But just just my Muhammad, the Ramah in Torah when he's talking about a Gemara and Sanhedrin that talks about Akash Baruch Hu came and shaved Sancheriv, very uh, a strange Gemara. So the Ramah gives a few Pshatim and he says, in one of his Pshatim, he says, Akash Baruch Hu, 
is a marshal for the seichel. So when Chazal say Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it's a code word for seichel. So when it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu came and, and shaved Sanchev, it means something like it was reasonable for Sanchev to take a shave or something like that. And um, that's why the Ramah, you're not going to scare your average Shulchan Aruch reader and tell him you're in the presence of your seichel, is in the presence of Hashem, and you know what hit him. So he replaced the word with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in line with his idea that um, when you're talking in codes, because not everyone can understand this, you can replace Seichel with HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is there is a possibility of uniting with Hashem. This bothers people who, bothers a lot of people, this idea that the Rambam allows for someone to become one with Hashem. And everyone thinks that the Rambam doesn't believe in such things. It's not true, he does. I'm going to show you one other place where he talks about um, he says, Avram, Moshe, the Ovis and Moshe became one with Hashem. Here it is. His Ba'ara, his Achdusam im Hashem. These four people, the Ovis and Moshe Rabbeinu, they were united with Hashem. So even though the Ramam is the one who teaches us that Hashem is not a goof, and everyone thinks that like, oh, to say, for example, people think, people think that anyone who says that the Nisham is a chilek of the it's kfira because I'm a Maimonidean and I know that Hashem is not a guf and a human being is not Hashem. It's not true. It's not true that it's kfira das Rambam. It's true that the Rambam, because the Rambam himself says that about certain people united with Hashem. Now, you, you have the same kash on the Rambam. What do you mean united with Hashem? Hashem is not made up of parts. And so on and so forth. And this has to be understood fully. Certainly has to be understood, but the Rama himself has these lashonis um, that allow for, if you understand them properly, are certainly not Rama considers them to be important and not clear. Of course, um, I would say furthermore, I'll just tell you two more, two more points about this. The Rama in Mezuzah says that the only thing that's forever is the knowledge of God. The only thing that's forever is the knowledge of God, says the Rambam. So I have a question. I, souls of tzaddikim are forever. After they die, they last forever. The answer is they are the knowledge of God, meaning to say the perfection of the human being is the same knowledge that God has of himself. And therefore, um, it's you can say that the only thing that lasts forever is the knowledge of Hashem. And... That includes Hashem, because Hashem is the knowledge of Himself, as Ram says in Allah Samaches, and that includes the people that unite with Him through through knowing Him. Okay, so that'll be all for now on, on about this thing. And now I want to move on to one other Nakuda. Let's spend uh, about ten more minutes or so. So we learned so far. Yeah, Moshe, you have a question? I'll I'll wait to the to that. Okay, no problem. So what we learned so far, we learned today that um, a human being is supposed to perfect his intellect and basically become divine, become on intellect, which is basically a mala, if not for Hashem. And okay, and that's the purpose of a human. Now the question then is, so why does he have a body? You might as well die, basically. Once you become an intellect, why? Because remember the Ram says, and he said that, Torah, that by perfecting your form and becoming an intellect, 
you become something that's immortal. Because he says over there, because the intellect doesn't require a body. And therefore, there's no reason, says the Ramam, that the intellect should die along with the body. Which now you understand a little better. The intellect is a divine thing. It's something that exists whether you know it or not. And when, by you knowing reason, you just connect. You just become part of this reason. But the reason exists forever and ever. So the question then is, why is the Ramam advocating human beings to become angels? Um, once you're an angel... Why do you need a body for? You might as well die. And in fact, in fact, Olam Habba is actually very significant to the Rambam for this reason. Meaning to say, why is it why is it Olam Habba so why does Ram love Olam Habba so much in Hakdom Tachelik? He's like, no, this Schar is not in this world, Schar is not in Mesh Mashiach, Schar is not Khiasa Mason, Schar is not Kanidan, Schar is Olam Habba. Why does he love Olam Habba so much? Because Olam Habba in the Rambam's understanding is the intellect lasting forever, the reason that you perfected being forever. And that's the ultimate perfection of a human being. So he says, he says in the if a person perfects himself, he makes himself into a full human being. He's no longer an animal. And once he's a human being, he, there's no reason he shouldn't last forever because, <clears throat> because the soul that knows God lasts forever like God. It has to do with what we just discussed, which is what Adam Abba is. So basically, the purpose of a human being is to die, let's say, and to go to Alam Haba, which is very odd, because why is he alive? Right? In other words, people have a problem with the Rambam. Why is he basically, the Rambam has this idea that the purpose of a human being is to be an angel. So there is a lot more to do than just uh, perfect yourself and become an angel. That's the problem people have with the Rambam. And the fact is the Rambam himself, the Rambam himself here in the Maribukum Khilagimo Perak Nun Aleph. So he talks about this idea of a person perfecting his intellect and dropping the connection to the body as he gets older. As a person gets older and the Khaikhsaguf are weaker, the Seikha gets stronger, the intellect gets stronger. And a person has better understanding and better happiness until he reaches the point that he's such clarity and such an excitement with the knowledge that he has that his soul departs out of pleasure. And that's his definition of Misas Nashika. So he has this, this map of the human life, which is that you start off young and you can't perfect your intellect because your intellect is in conflict with the body. As you get older, there's less of a conflict because the body becomes weaker. And then when a person reaches the stage where his intellect is so powerful and his simcha, his happiness and whether his masi becomes so overwhelming that his he just remains in that state of being consumed with intellect and happiness with it. And that is the state of Alam Habba. And that is when he dies. So basically the ultimate stage in a person's life is death when he leaves behind his body and he can be permanently an angel. And then the, so the question is, so the question is then why... Um, what about the fact that we're a body? Ram doesn't tell us what to do with the body, right? He says, everything about the body is only there to serve your intellect. So, why don't we just be angels? And as Ramam give a, 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 a model for human behavior, which doesn't involve the body. In other words, so what I'm saying is like this. Had the Ramam said in the Shemana Prakram, you know what the purpose of human being is? To make the world a better place. I said, oh, that makes a lot of sense because God put us here. So apparently we have to be Masak in the world. 
But the Ram doesn't say that. The Ram makes the purpose of human being is to transcend the body and basically become an angel. But we're not. We're dealing. We live in a physical, tangible world. It seems to be, seems to be very, very strong criticism of the Rambam. But I want to explain to you the answers like this. The answers like this. You know, people have a time on the Rambam. People have a time on the Rambam that how can you make a person into an angel when really he's a body? The answer is as follows. The Rambam never wrote a book telling angels what to do. Why don't the Rambam write a safe for telling a malach what to do? Yeah, it's a very silly thing to do because the Malach, being an intellect, I think we mentioned this, Ram says in the Mayur, that what are, what are angels? Ram says in the there as well. Angels are intellects, okay? They're ideas, thoughts, reason. You don't tell reason what to do because reason knows what to do. That's the nature of intellect. The Rambam is not here to tell human beings what to do. He's here to tell a human being how to become a human being. Once you're a human being, so now what? So now your reason is absolute. You have powerful reason, which is the ultimate of the reason is to know Hashem. And now you have a question. Okay, so what are you supposed to do with that reason? And the answer to that is, well, whatever reason dictates. Whatever reason dictates that you should do as a body is what you're going to do. So same way, let's say a malach flies around the earth and does all sorts of cool things because he's a malach, meaning to say, because he knows things, because he understands things. Therefore, he acts on them. I'll give you an example. A malach understands chesed as being a good. So therefore, he executes chesedim, okay? And that's why the trees grow, and that's why fruits grow, because there's a malach that makes them grow, and that malach is called chesed. And that malach understands the idea of chesed, and therefore, he executes chesed, okay? So a human being, when he understands whatever he understands, because he went underwent the training that Shemir Prakim is taking him through, now he's going to turn around and say, okay, now what can I do with all this of this understanding? And that's when the fun really starts. But because now he because because now he can figure out what to do with the fact that he's a malach who has this body at his, at his disposal. But that's not what the Rambam's job is, because the Rambam would no sooner tell a perfected individual what to do more than he would tell a malach what to do. He's only here to help us become what we are, which is a malach, and then our angelicness, our angelicness, whatever, our angelness, I'm not sure what the word is, will then dictate to us what to do with that. There's a, a line in the Marnebuchim, which is an amazing line. This is in Chelegemo Perek Nubezum. I feel like it's one of the most important lines in the Marnebuchim where he talks about the purpose of the Torah is to make a person aware of Hashem. The purpose of all the actions of the Torah is um, the, the mitzvahs, that through repetition of the mitzvahs, the elite people train themselves to be aware of Hashem. So that's, Ramam always talks about the reasons for mitzvahs, but here he gives another reason for the mitzvahs that's for a, a, an elite level, people that are capable of it, through repeating the mitzvahs, will be aware of the fact that Hashem, and they'll know who is with them, and we learned already that is intellect. This is an amazing line. The purpose of all the mitzvahs is what? To get a person aware of Hashem, and then he'll do what he has to do. The purpose of the mitzvahs is not that a, that a person should do the mitzvahs. The purpose of the mitzvahs is that a person should be aware of Hashem. Once you're aware of Hashem, what are you going to do then? I don't know. You'll know. Then you'll know what to do. Then I'm not telling you anymore. The Ramam's role is 
to perfect us so that we become perfect beings who have intellect and reason, and that's when we'll know what to do. So this, this, then they will do what one should do. This is doing a lot of work. This is doing more work than the whole Shemana Prakim put together is what I'm trying to say. The Shemana Prakim is telling us how to perfect our intellect. Is that the ultimate of a human being? Well, it's what makes a human being special. Now what? Well, now what? I don't know. Let's see. What does the intellect tell you? What does reason tell you to do? Of course, that's what you're going to do. And clearly, Hashem gave this reason, which is you, a very specific job, which is control this body. So just like every Malach could have his own job and he'll execute his job as, as, as well as he can. Um, so to this Malach, which is the Seichel, has a job, which is to control this body. So let's say I have a Malach. A Malach comes to Malach school. They want to learn how to be a Malach, right? So what are you going to tell him? How are you going to, tell him? How are you going to train him? You're not going to tell him what to do. You're going to train him to be a Malach. To be a Malach means to be a Seichel, to be a Mizbanin Hashem. Then what? No, then, once you know how to do that, be Mizbanin Hashem, and then you'll figure out what to do. That's exactly what the Ram's doing with Shemana He's not telling us that the, that the ultimate story of a human being is that he's supposed to be an intellect. That is the long-term story, because then he, he, he dies and he returns to Hashem and so on and so forth. But the short-term story of, of this life is that that intellect then is supposed to Okay, and this, I'm going to end with this last point. This is a famous problem in the last parak of the Mernavuchim. Ramam says two completely conflicting things. He contradicts himself, which is, of course, normal in the Mernavuchim, as I mentioned in the past, I think. But we always have to look for the contradictions and understand them. And here he says the following. He says that the, the true perfection of a human being is to know truths. To know truths in metaphysics. And that brings you to the metaphysics means knowledge of Hashem. And that makes you perfect. Okay. So the perfect thing of a human being is to know truths. And later in the parak he says... What is the shlemus adam sheisbar ba'emes? What is the true shlemus that a person should be proud of? To be masig Hashem as much as you can, to know how Hashem is mashgiach, and to act like Hashem. In other words, at one point in this chapter, he says the ultimate new perfection is to know Hashem. And then, and this is the final word in the Mordechai Bukhim, it says, the ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate of a human being is to know Hashem and then to act like Hashem. And this, I maintain, is the, what, what's happening, it was the same discussion that we just had. That on the one hand, if you want to talk about the human being, qua human being, in other words, as what he is, how does he perfect himself? Through knowledge. That's what it means to be a perfect human being. But then what? Then you're, after you have this knowledge, you still have a body. So that means you still have work to do with the knowledge. So that's another level. The next level of perfection is when you take that knowledge that you have because you became, you made yourself a perfect human being and you do something with it. And what you do with it is you're going to act like Hashem does because you're masik Hashem and you're going to do chesed mishpur and Okay, we'll leave it at that. I can turn off the, the, the recording as soon as you want or we could have questions on record.
whatever you prefer, or neither. Shalom Aleichem Avrami. Hi, sorry. Sorry I haven't been uh, around for the last uh, couple of times. No, you missed some good stuff. You should listen. I, I, I heard, I heard. I'm going to... Uh... So I think yeah, I'll no, stop the, the recording. I'll, close, I'll stop the recording, right? Unless any questions that you go on record? No, okay, so let me let me pause the recording and then we can talk if there's anything else. I'll stop.